Let's get it. Welcome to Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Shaq Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? Yeah, it's hitting different today, my guy. It's been a long <laughs> weekend. A bunch of DMs from, you know, the, oh, the, so, the such a kind community I have of people that love to DM me Lakers and four and how they're happy. Well, we're, anyways, we'll get to that. <laughs> We do have so much to get into, including Russell Westbrook getting revenge on his former teammate. And I don't know if you saw, Russ did confront a fan back in the Phoenix Suns oh lounge. Gosh. We're also going to touch on that. And another thing we're going to talk about is the defending world champions losing their first playoff game in Sacramento Saturday night. And we will preview that matchup tonight. But obviously, first, the biggest news in basketball right now, John Moran exited Sunday's game one against the L.A. Lakers Due to a right-hand injury, he was seen screaming in pain on his way back to the tunnel where he got an x-ray that now we know came back clear. He made a return to the bench, never re-entered the game, though. After the game, he told reporters that his pain level was a 10 out of 10. There's a possibility that he will not be able to make game two. Woj came out a couple hours after that and said there is significant doubt that Morant will not be able to give it a go. Coop, you and I watch this together in depression. <laughs> give me your thoughts about this while I get the chat and the bracket up on screen. You know, obviously, you've watched enough games with me, and in the moment, I'm like the worst person to ever watch sports with because my highs are very high and my lows are like... You don't say? Increasingly low. Like, I go to hell and back. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, I sit there and have conversations... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> with Satan because I, feel I was about to say so it's low. not with God it's not with God um, there's a lot of being on my hands and knees praying but I mean I've heard it all the time that the Lord doesn't pick sides in sports battles sadly yeah, um, but if he did he'd be on the side of the Grizzlies 1000% but yeah, anywho beside the point um, hindsight I was obviously a little emotional because I hate losing but I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. all things considered yes I know national media is eating this up. I've heard it from literally every single human being national media-wise. Oh, this series was over. As soon as John Morant went down, this series is over. Mm-hmm. Lakers in four. I'm like, good, not above. Yeah. <laughs> like, if if the national media didn't like this series for the Lakers before this game, they love it even more now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hate to break it to national media. If they would sit and watch a Grizzlies game ever, um, they would know that Tyus Jones, we paid him a lot of money for a reason. Our offense still moves. Actually better with Tyus Jones, some would say. Um, our, the ball pops. The ball moves around. And if you actually go back to this game, I, I hear all these people want to be analytics junkies, especially in the national media. They're like, oh, but his his analytical stats are incredible. That's why he should be this, this, and this. Um, our plus minus for the bench unit was better than some of our starters. <laughs> and I will say this. I thought one of the Grizzlies' strengths going into this series was our depth. Mm-hmm. Um, our bench scored 24 points as a whole. Rui Hachimura scored 29 points by himself. Rui Hachimura did outscore our entire bench. I don't expect that to happen. And look, Desmond Bain said the same thing after the game. Yeah, Desmond Bain is st- <laughs> like like daring Rui to do it again. I would too. Um, he... Yeah, and he basically said he had the best game of his career, but it just doesn't look good for Dez because he literally went 6 of 18 oh, in this Des game. Oh, garbage. Desmond Bain did not play Des well. Austin Reeves is screaming, I'm him, I'm him. And to be honest, bro, like, AR went, went the hell off. Dude. AR went the hell off, and Rui Hachimura could not miss. And Jaron Jackson, obviously, I don't blame. 
I, Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies coach, was getting hella like flack for basically never adjusting. I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm fine with with a game plan like this. The depressing part for Grizzlies fans, especially, is the Ja Morant news because yeah. if Ja does not get injured, I'm not even mad about that loss. I know how Memphis performs in game ones, but now it's just even more bleak because game two, if you go back to LA, it's already over and. I'm not one to panic after one game. I, I I'm waiting to see game two. If if the Lakers win game two, it's absolutely over. And yeah. I, I'm I'm not I'm not you know blindsided by that. But the Lakers now they have home court advantage. LeBron and AD were average at best. LeBron was not attacking the LeBron rim. Was garbage. He no, was no. he was not attacking the rim LeBron in this game. Was he was taking step step back threes, kind of settling down. Anthony Davis on the defensive end. I will say three steals, seven blocks. Some of them. Okay, thank you. I I, I, I know, but still, I, three steals and seven blocks is something to respect. AD was that guy on the defensive end. Average offensively, obviously had the shoulder injury, whatever. A little melodramatic on that one. A little? I will say this, though. <laughs> AD and LeBron, if they give, if they combine for what they're usually combined for, which is 60 points, and even if you have half of what Rui and AR were, I made a prediction before this series. I'm telling you, bro. I made a prediction before this series. I said either the Grizzlies or the Lakers, whoever wins this series, can make a finals run with the way the That's bracket exactly. broke. Whoever Lakers, Lakers will not be making a finals run. Okay. Okay. They This game that we just saw, obviously I, the final score is kind of deceiving because the last eight points they got were off of dunks because the Grizzlies were just – they gave up. But this was the perfect game for the Lakers. They could not have played a better game. They have I, never I shot think, 43% from three in their lives. I think they could have played a better game. No, they could. I mean, LeBron could have. LeBron was their weakest I think game. Anthony Davis could have offensively. And, yeah, Anthony Davis was passive for the majority of the second half. Yes. Um, but did, have you not seen this, like, the how incredible Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves actually were? No. This is the first time in Austin Reeves' career of 125 NBA games that he scored 14 and a quarter. Mm. He did that this past game. Rui Hachimura had the most points off the bench for a Laker since Magic Johnson. The finals thing is not because I think the Lakers are great. I just want to reiterate They're not. that. I don't think the Warriors or Kings are that great either. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The King, dude, the Kings are nice. DeMontis Sabonis De'Aaron Fox not- is a 32% three-point shooter. He hit four threes in the second half. I- Rui Hachimura is a 28% exactly. three-point shooter, and he hit five in a They're row. They're both not great teams. But what I'm saying is DeMontis Sabonis was non-existent on offense and they still won. LeBron James and Anthony Davis were non-existent All on right, offense you and they still won. 20 point, 22 points and 12 rebounds is not non-existent for AD and LeBron still somehow ended with 21, 11, and 5. Like that's not non-existent. That's valid. DeMontis Sabonis was non-existent. Yeah. Which credit to them and we'll get to that. That's but. what I'm saying. I think these teams are at the same level because Malik Monk had to play out of his mind. Yeah. Rui Hachimura and Austin Reese had to play out of their minds yeah. to make up for it. I'm just saying these teams are at the same levels. I, I am not on the Lakers train. They're making a run to the finals because they're so great. I'm just saying the West is so open, whoever comes out of this series. And look, I, I was literally Saturday. I'm like, if the Grizzlies came out of this series, I would think the Grizzlies are finals contenders. I'm just not going to like retreat from that now because I'm mad about this. I'm saying if the Lakers come out of this series, I would not be shocked if they made a conference finals or NBA finals run. Magic Johnson tweeted it this morning. I know he's a former Laker. I agree with him. What did he say? 
That they can make a finals run? Yes. No. Dude, this team is garbage. And I will not be shocked if come out next game, you're seeing guys like David Roddy get more minutes, uh, Santi Aldama not seeing the court whatsoever, and the Grizzlies run them out. Yeah. I would not be shocked. Even with John Morant sitting in street clothes, I would not be shocked. We'll this see. team had one of the best games since the All-Star break, and that's saying something because they had the best record, one of the best records after the All-Star break. Okay. Rui Hachimura will never have 29 points ever again in his career. This dude was literally one of the top three options at the Wizards, and he never scored 29 points. Before, it's never happening again. But Before Ja got injured, another advantage I gave Memphis was their backcourt. Neither one of them showed up. No, Desmond, and our, also, side note. <laughs> Desmond Bain went to Dylan Brooks' school of shooting in that final, like, four minutes. We, it was a one-point game when John Morant left. And Desmond Bain proceeded to go down there and shoot fadeaway threes, like, four times in a row. And you're sitting there and you're like, Jaron Jackson Jr. has 31 points. What are you doing? Like, what? Like I just don't understand the offensive you, approach you, you at the end of the game. You talk about, like, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks oh, Dylan was, was there for it. He, he was jacking up shit as well. I will, because everything that everybody was worried about, Scott Foster refing the game – I, which the rest I, did not I actually thought he did game. a fantastic no, job. Another great. person did a fantastic job. Jaron was not even remotely in foul trouble. 30-plus points, played fantastic. But when the backcourt does not show up against D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder, yeah. you can't well, outplay. You can't Dennis yeah. Schroeder. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder was on the court. Yeah, I mean, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder literally had three fouls in six minutes. But Incredible. I, I'm saying but Desmond Bain and John Morant just did not show up even before Jaws' injury. Now – Jaws injury, like I kind of want to hone on it a little bit because I, I seriously doubt he plays game two. He's not. It, it, the the dirty little secret of this game is the Memphis Grizzlies were better without Jaw on the floor. Obviously, for them to hit their ceiling to be a NBA champion or a Western Conference champion, Jaw is going to have to be on the floor. I don't think it's their year for that, but this matchup. They were better without Ja Morant, and that is because the ball was popping around. When Tyus Jones is on the court, this team looks like a 40-assist team. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, with Tyus Jones on the court, the Grizzlies aren't going to move. Like the, the Grizzlies are better with Ja Morant, yeah, obviously. obviously. But I'm just saying, the ball yesterday, too much yesterday they were not. Isolation basketball was way too much. Tyus had it popping around. Maybe game two, I would not be shocked if the Grizzlies pulled out a win. They need to if this series is going to go more than five or six games. Well, I also look at it like this. I'm not going to panic because of one game. Last year, we lost both of the first games. And I'm going to be honest with you, that Timberwolves first game was atrocious. I mean, it was one of those things where I turned it off in the third quarter because that team just didn't care when they got thumped by 20. This game, you saw the moments, but it was just one of those things that you're trying to beat the Lakers at right. the bigs. You're trying to send Xavier Tillman and Santi Aldama out there to get rebounds. I'm sorry, that's not how you're going to do it. No. You just have to box out. Like, Absolutely. it's simply one thing. You have to box out. And we're not doing it. And the problem is, we keep sending those, like, soft doubles. And so, instead of just sending the full-on double to harass somebody, we're sending a soft double so when they shoot, there's a point guard trying to box out Anthony Davis. Exactly. And I, I think you can tell the people how that goes. He's going to get an offensive rebound for a putback dunk. Yeah. Or in this... Last game, it was an offensive rebound, dish it out to a three-point shooter, bang. The Lakers dominated the boards, and we really thought they would. They took care of what they needed to take care of while taking away the Grizzlies' strength. The bench was absolutely abysmal for Memphis, and the backcourt was too. I want to go to chat here. Uh, Shout-out to E.T. Curry 2K. Good to see you, bruh, in here as well. Wild Dog Lover, shout-out to you. Andy Radliff, Elemental Blaze, Trenton All Sports, NBA Amazing Clips, seeing some familiar faces in here. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream to depress Grizzlies fans, but we keep I'm it unbiased after this. We keep it unbiased. It's Grizz and Five. Okay. 
right, if you feel that all right, way. All right, it's not Grizz in five. Grizz will win the series, though. I'm not scared. If yeah. if Taylor Jenkins plays David Roddy more, which he should, honestly, I want to see David Roddy in the starting lineup because – uh, obviously, I'm saying that I think Jaron needs to move to the five. No more Xavier Tillman bullcrap. And I, I would move Roddy in that starting lineup. I, I don't think. I, I'm not ready to jump off like completely. I'm just saying it's going to be really tough. It's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, that's what playoff basketball is for. And I'm going to be honest with you. This team needs to show me that they're with it. And t- you David, said, Roddy, David Roddy was almost a plus 12 in nine minutes. You said something to me at the end of the game. You said this is not the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm going to have to no, remind it's not. you of that. Minnesota, they felt in the first round of last year that they should have beaten Memphis because they blew multiple double-digit leads. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are not going to do that, and that's why I'm not declaring this series over. I'm just saying I would be very, very surprised if the Grizzlies won. I'm just saying this. We're not playing against the LeBron James from the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're not. We're not. This yeah. LeBron James, like I, I know all of y'all out there know me as a LeBron hater. I'm, I'm typically not. But if, I just if we're can't being real, talking about this isn't this the Grizzlies team of last year. No, it's not. And I mean, if this is one of those things where I even told you and Ben like probably four or five different times in that game, if Stephen Adams is even fifty percent available, we could use him. Yeah, like that's how upset I was about the defense. But I feel like we're playing them. We're trying to match them head to head. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. The way you. The way you take Anthony Davis out of his Rudy Gobert role, which is what he was doing because we just decided we wanted to leave him in the paint and let him block everything at the rim, you space it out. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying move Jaron to the five, put Roddy in because you're going to have to move Tyus in for Ja. So Tyus, Bain, Roddy, Dylan, and Jaron, that spaces the court. Anthony Davis is not just sitting there waiting for somebody to come block a shot. And if he does come down to block a shot, that means he's coming off his guy, so that's a three-point shooter right there. And yeah. you've got to hit your open threes. That's the other thing that irritated me. We've got to hit open threes. Even Luke Kennard missed like three open threes. We have to hit those. And I was, I'm, that, I'm not panicking, but we just have to execute our game plan better. Defensive game plan, sure. If Rui Hachimura hits five threes on you, you tip your cap and you move on. If Austin Reeves goes for 14 and a quarter, you tip your hat and you move on. That's why I'm not that mad about that game. I'm just saying Grizzly I five. know this isn't Cleveland LeBron that you don't think. It's not. He's not that good. This guy's capable of going for 40 on any given night. All right, let him. But if you let him go for 40, you better defend the three-point line and just let him go get his buckets. That's my thing. I would defend him like, all right, AD and LeBron, y'all go get 40 each. I'm going to defend these other guys to where they can't even touch the ball. I'm the complete opposite. No, way. I would let them get 40 because that's 80 points. You just said that Rui will never have one of those games. Exactly. You defend LeBron and AD like you did on Sunday, you win by 20. Well, you got to, if you're going to do the doubles, double. Don't soft double. Don't stand behind the guy acting like you're going to come double. Send the double. And Jeff Van Gunney was, he was brilliant to call that out on the podcast, or not on the podcast, on On the the broadcast, broadcast. because it, it would be. Every time AD and LeBron James would touch the ball in the low post, mid post, or high post, they would send a soft double. And what we mean by soft double is a, a kind of shadower behind yeah. the, the primary uh, ball defender. Kind of like a zone almost. Yeah, it, yeah it kind of a, like an overhelp, essentially. Yeah. 
but it was causing no pressure on Anthony Davis or LeBron James. You're not going to have them panic even if you send a hard like sprint double yeah. at them, but what you will do is block the vision of, hey, Rui Hachimura has been hot for the past three quarters. I can easily get a pass over there to him. Just make it difficult on yeah. them. And I think what you miss, a Brandon Clark is a great guy to double because he flies all over the place. Yeah. Steven Adams being on the court, he's not sending doubles, but – with him on the court, you feel big. you have Jaron Jackson moving as a free safety. And, and now, Anthony Davis, you and I, like Stephen A. Smith at halftime, because AD did leave this game with an injury, the whole shoulder shoulder thing of I can't feel my arm and then I, like came back on uh, like nothing was wrong was crazy. I'm glad AD's healthy. And I just wish John Morant would be healthy because we have been robbed of a potential historic series at our hands because I think – the back and forth between these two teams had Golden State, Memphis of last year written all over it, and now um, John Morant's doubtful in game two, man. And I, I wouldn't be shocked, thank God, game three is Saturday. I think Ja 100%, no matter the result of Wednesday, win or lose for the Grizzlies, Ja Morant will be back for Saturday's game. Question is, is it over? Matter? Is it over? If... It's if the Lakers win Wednesday night, is the series over? If they if they go up 2-0, I'd be a little scared. But I don't think they go up 2-0. So I'm just not even going to go in that realm of possibility. But, if I mean, if they go up 2-0 back to L.A., then, yeah, it's probably wraps. But right. you just don't want to dig yourself a 2-0 hole right. when you had home court advantage. Like, you've already blew, blown home court advantage. Like, that's, that's why I get so frustrated when we lose at home. In game ones, which we did both times last year, I hate that. It's so dumb. Why? Why waste something you worked all season for? Because um, you and I talked about it all the time. I complained about the Warriors. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, you suck on the road. Why not try and get home court advantage? Like, right. it's just one of those things that it is important, especially for the team that was best at home in the entire NBA. Now, granted, I know I made a bold prediction that they won't lose at home. I understand that, but I do believe they don't lose back to back at home. I'm just confident in that fact that they won't go back to back. I, I will say this. This is a team without Steven Adams, without Brandon Clark, without John Morant, who two times in one week beat the defending world champions, the Golden State Warriors, um, twice in a week in March. Can they pull out a victory against the Lakers? I, I absolutely – if I'm betting on this game, I'm betting on the Grizzlies. If I'm betting on the series, I'm not sure I'm doing that. I just think they will respond. I would be shocked if Rui could ever repeat what he did. Rui won't hit double digits. I I think the problem, um, or or I guess the answer for the Lakers will be in different characters. I think it'll be in AD and LeBron. I don't. I think LeBron will one hundred percent show up on Wednesday. AD will see because I doubt he can replicate seven blocks and three steals. LeBron James is going to be a problem Wednesday night. I think the Grizzlies will be able to handle it. Are you ready to rotate to this Russell Westbrook situation? Yeah, and I'll leave everybody, all Grizzly fans, with one happy note because this was kind of depressing, I won't lie. Yeah. Last time we were in a playoff series without John Morant, uh, we did kind of whoop that trick on the Warriors up by 50, I think. If that was and the then uh, Dylan Brooks shot us out of <laughs> and game And then Dylan Brooks shot us out of game. But happy note, we did win by 50. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I'm not saying we beat the Lakers by 50, by no but, means. But at the but end of the day, we went 1-2 and two without him in yeah. the playoffs. I know. But I'm just saying. I, I'm pretty confident. I mean, we saw Tyus Jones lead that team for 10 – was it 10 games or was yeah. it more than that? I looked it up today. Um, the last 10 games, 
without Ja, without BC, without Steven Adams, the Memphis Grizzlies won seven of their last ten without all three of those guys. Granted, three of those was against a really Dallas team. Yeah. Scrubs. And, you, I mean, you played, I believe it was like Utah. It was, it was Scrubs. But Clippers, this team's capable of winning. This year they're 11-10 and 10 without Ja. But hopefully, hopefully they can pull something together. <laughs> Let's get into this Russell Westbrook incident because I do have a YouTube short dropping on Russ later today. Yeah, he was all heart for real. That was that, it was dude. so good to see at halftime. Something I woke up to this morning because I was just planning on making like a like a hype Russ video, yeah. and then I, I Google his name just to get some news stories. And obviously, the first thing that pops up was the halftime altercation with dude, the fan. What the heck? So what happened was. We all know Russ doesn't like being called West Brick. Yeah. This fan courtside called him West Brick, and the way the Phoenix Arena is set up is there's a courtside lounge in every NBA arena, basically where the fans who pay thousands of dollars for courtside seats can get a free dinner and free you know refreshments, whatever they need. The courtside lounge in Phoenix is right next to the visitor's tunnel. There's nothing separating those two at all. Russell Westbrook was walking out of halftime and recognized a fan that called him Westbrook, Westbrook in the second quarter, and Russ walked up on the man, and his child was sitting right there too, which is also hilarious. And Russ said, watch your mouth. And the guy said, what? And like set his food down and stood up, and he goes, watch your mouth, mf -er. That's all I'm going to say. He watch your out, mouth. He pulled out the Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> and basically the guy was just yelling at him as Russ was walking away. And then I don't know if you noticed this, but Eddie Gonzalez, who does the Etcetera's podcast with Kevin Durant, the boardroom. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's not the boardroom, it's the Etcetera's, but it's Kevin Durant's podcast. His yeah. co-host, Kevin G Gonzalez, whatever his name is, Eddie Gonzalez, was standing there watching the entire thing, and he tweeted after the game, Russ had the last laugh. And yes, he did. He shot three of 18, 15 percent from the field, but affected the game in so many ways. Three blocks, two steals, hounded his former teammate, got a block on him, uh, two pokeaways from KD, and then at the end of the game, when it mattered most, against Devin Booker, that block and throwing hit off of him was absolutely incredible. Obviously, what Cooper just did, he sh ripped his jersey and showed that heart absolutely. Uh, amazing moment so for dumb. Russ, man. That was dumb. But <laughs> and you and I were texting each other. How were you feeling watching this, bro? All right, so I'll be completely honest. I was going to get myself some Corkies halfway through this game, but so I turned it on. You had Popeyes and <laughs> I told you I was going to eat my feelings yesterday. I don't know what's <laughs> Bro, we got a beach trip coming, and you're out here eating Popeyes and Corkies in the same day. Hey, Those of no. you who don't know, outside of Memphis, Corkies is a barbecue place. Oh, yeah, and it's one of my, it's one of my favorite barbecue places. Yeah. Apparently, that's a... Hot tape, but I love Corky's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Loki, the Corky's right here in Carnival is kind of bad. We now, got a beach trip. We're going to be. Dude, at the end of the day, this dad bod's not going anywhere. Like, I've tried. The abs don't work. <laughs> the ab workouts just don't work. Because anymore. abs start, abs are not like crunches and shit. It's your diet. That's all it is. People don't know I, that. I wasn't eating not healthy. I mean, pork, no, I pork and I, I obviously I don't eat bread, so that helps. I just, I just wanted my I can't boy. Have that. I just want my boy looking fly. At no, the I'm beach. not going to lie. I did. I did take a fat, like, food coma nap after that uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich because yeah, I, I, I can't have the breading on that sandwich <laughs> or the bun. I thought, I thought you were about to say a fat something else, but no, I'm sure not. that came this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, but no. So I turned it on. Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter. I'm trying to find, this, like, the splits from it, but I can't right now. Um, dude, him in that fourth quarter was insane. 
Absolutely. Like, insanity. He went up for, I think it was three or four offensive rebounds. And obviously, if we're talking about Russell Westbrook here. 6'3", Russell Westbrook. Went up against DeAndre and Kevin Durant, all these dudes, to get an offensive rebound. Like, kept possessions alive. Like, the final minute 30, I felt like it was a tie game, and the Clippers had the ball for literally 45 to 50 seconds in just one possession because he kept the Offensive like, rebound the after offensive yes. rebound. That one one-handed one he had was incredible. Dude, and I'm, I'm, I wish I could find the freaking— Did you hear the shot he had to the Lakers after the game? No. He basically goes, I just want to shout out to Ty Lue— and my team for believing in me when my shot was not going in. No, and that's what I'm getting to. Because you remember all the times that he got benched down the stretch yeah. by both Darvin Ham and Frank Vogel? Yeah. Because ridiculous. his shot wasn't falling? Yeah. And that's – all right. So, I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan, mostly because of how many times I had to watch him beat the Grizzlies in the playoffs. It was well, just right. frustrating. It was infuriating, especially after watching him go 5-for-5 five five from three a few weeks ago. Yeah, that yeah. was infuriating. Russell Westbrook does something that a lot of NBA players don't do. Mm -hmm. He plays every single possession like it's his last one. He does. Like, he plays with his head on fire. He gives it his all 1,000%. And that, to me, means more than shooting. Yeah. I'm going to say it. It means more than shooting. Yes, he went 3 for 19. Yes, he (laughs) should not shoot half the shots he takes. But he hit two clutch free throws down the stretch. He blocked numerous shots. He got plenty of offensive rebounds. That helped this team. Did it? Oh, beep, 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 shout out Tyrone Hoops in chat. Grizzlies fans. It's about NBA time. fans. Jaron Jackson has just been named the DPOY Defensive Player of the Year. Shout out to Jaron Jackson. He had 31 points yesterday, but show our love to the DPOY. Second one in Memphis Grizzlies history outside of Marcus Saw, who LeBron James should have won it that year. I will yeah. not lie. <laughs> but Jaron, no doubt, led the league in total blocks and missed 20-plus games while doing it and still led the league in that stat. Also was up there in steals. Everybody thought on Reddit that he faked his blocks. And then it's it's funny, all the NBA writers went back to check if they were stat padding. And then while they were checking if they were stat padding, they were like, oh my God, this guy's absolutely he's amazing. Yeah, he's better than we even thought because every block is real and it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. No, shout out to Jaron. That's very well deserved. And it's about time that the Grizzlies get some recognition. Um, it is. Well deserved. He, he almost should have gotten it last year. But shout out to, shout out to Tripp. He was the best player on the court in the Lakers-Grizz series, but that's the last thing we're saying about the Grizz. So, back to Westbrook. So, yeah. yeah, I, He was incredible. He and was. His, and in his heart was there. He played like his head was on fire. He played like that was his last game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's not quitting. And yes. then the, to finish it and cap it off with a block on Devin Booker and then having the wherewithal. Like, I would have been screaming at him. Yeah. I would You know me enough to yeah. know if I did that at the end of the game, I'm barking. Mm-hmm. He grabs the ball, throws it off his foot. Yep. He did everything imaginable to try and win that game. Yes, his shot was not there. And we could be literally talking in the very next game. He goes 3 for 19 and has 12 turnovers. He lost on the game. That's I mean, that can literally – it's one or the other. That is why I said he is going to be one of the most critical pieces in this series. Absolutely. Tyloo said after the game, you never want to penalize a guy for missing shots, but you can penalize a guy for not playing hard when they miss assignments and things like that. If he's making shots, okay, great, but everything else he brings with his passing, his defense, his pace, his toughness, things like that, that's what we need from him every single night. And I believe outside of the defense, everything he named, pace and effort is what Russ brings every night, and he was not rewarded. The L.A. Lakers saying, I think it was best for both worlds of separation because – 
Russ did not fit with that roster. And basically, what the Lakers did was made him run a G League unit. They were trying to make him run, be the general of the second unit, but they were out there playing G League players. Oh, yeah. And now when he's out there with real NBA players, and now if Russ was on this current Lakers team, I think he'd be fine. Yeah. But he's out there with actual NBA players, and we know the myriad of, of wings he had. He was getting Mason Plumley wide-ass open looks underneath. He makes everyone around him better when he's passing the ball. And I'm so glad you brought up the rebounding thing, because oh that was gosh. huge. It was uh, what did he end with? I keep, like, I keep he had uh, quarter, nine but... points, ten rebounds, and I believe like nine assists or something crazy. Yeah, he was... It was double he was on re- one. rebounds. It he was, was double on one. rebounds. Yeah, like because it was even one of those things that even if he didn't get the rebound, he would poke it out of somebody else's hand. Which shout out to DeAndre Aiden for being the softest human being in the NBA. Uh, he would literally just get up there with the big with the trees and poke it out of their hands. Eleven rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and three blocks. Yeah, I, I, that's what I respect about him. At least with him, like I didn't like him very much as a human or a player because the Grizzlies had to play him over and over and over again. But with him, he is just what I would look at as a vet. He's he's a guy that's going to give it his all no matter what, and that's what I appreciate about him. And so, shout out to Russell Westbrook. All the love he's getting is so well deserved, and I'm so happy for him. And also, shout out to two turnovers. Shout out <laughs> I mean, to him, dude. Two turnovers for him is pretty dang impressive. But it is honestly, if he shot less, this we would be talking about MVP form, Russ. Yeah, <laughs> I know if he shot less, but he even did the he even did the like playing with lesser people with like. Even at like OKC when he was winning, like Tavo Cephalosha was banging shots with him. Like I mean, he just finds a way to make people better, and that's what I appreciate about him. And he's going to be the if they win this series, Kawhi Leonard obviously is going to keep having thirty points. But he had forty two last night. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard looked like Toronto. Oh, 38, my 38. Man. thirty eight. Thirty eight. I mean, he dude. When he got to that point where he just started stepping into threes on people's face, I was like, dude, what is happening right now? And knocked down. Yeah, bro. he was he was on one. But Had it's Steve- going to come down to Russell Westbrook playing the way he plays. It is, because Paul George likely going to be out this entire series. Russ said after the game, it's important, especially for me, when any time I'm in a position where people just believe in me. Just not as a basketball player, but me as a person. Yeah. You and I talked about whenever the Clippers made this move that Nobody was really on board with it. Steve yeah. Ballmer, the GM, Ty Lue, what really wasn't. Paul George convinced the entire organization, let's bring in a guy two-thirds through the season. Even though they were playing well up to that point, they lost their first five games, were 0-5, starting with Russell Westbrook. We all remember his first game there, 176-175, lost the Sacramento Kings. A heartbreaker, but since then, he's performed. And I said on the playoff special Saturday, um, I don't know how much – stock I buy into it because a 36 point game he had he was five of five five from three but what did I not take into consideration he still had that effort and defensively he was amazing he was incredible I do want to mention just before we completely move on from John Morant you and I both watched his post game last night the most depressing thing I've ever seen Um, Tim McMahon reported on his podcast the Hoop Collective basically when media got back there what happens in the locker room is you know, the players can choose to go somewhere else so mm-hmm. they're not in plain sight of the media. John Morant stayed at his locker inside of the media and did everything with – it's his right hand that's injured, yeah, it's right? it's his left hand. He was sitting there like – Yeah, so he did everything with his left hand. He put his headphones on, did his meditation with his left hand, uh, wrapped his towel with his left hand, and then he had his socks – that were balled up, and he his hand apparently was hurt so bad that he couldn't even like untangle it or any of that. He had to throw it to Grizzly Security to untangle it. So his hand, he was either performing or it's just that, that hurt. Um, and he said after the game, 
I'm not even surprised with everything going on in my life right now. Uh, just one thing after another. Uh, pain's 10 out of a 10. It was and, a little woe is me. Yeah, it was a little woe is me. And the thing that kind of triggered me is because just with everything happening in my life right now, um, it's very unfortunate because I was talking to somebody uh, at, at church on Sunday because we were talking about the game because it was game day and stuff. And I was like, it starts with who he surrounds himself by. And I look at his walk-in picture last night. Those of you who don't know, he had MBNO across his chest. That means my brothers know others. That is a brand that his best friend, Devontae Pack, is in charge of. Devontae Pack is the man who got in a fight with Pacers players and is now suspended from the FedEx Forum from watching any Grizzlies games the rest of the year. He still is surrounded by not the best circle. Yeah. And I think it's starting to show that because it's no more take responsibility and accountability for my actions of me holding up a gun on Instagram Live. It's instead of the victor, you're turning yourself into the victim. Yeah. And that's what he's done by saying, woe is me with everything happened. You cannot control you breaking your hand. I feel for the guy. That's what bothers me is him turning himself into a victim when he's the reason he's there, not the injury, but yeah. all the other stuff going on. Yeah, it was it was very depressing. But it was also one of those things that the press conferences from every single one of our players was kind of wild. Outside of Jaron, Jaron was fine. Jaren, well, even Jaron literally was like... He played his ass off. Yeah, well, he deserved every minute of his press conference to say whatever the heck he wanted. Well, he he's said, the best player on the court. He, but says, he even said, ja, he's like, Ja's going to be fine. I know what he tells y'all. And then he even said something to the effect of, uh, they were mentioning Anthony Davis's blocks and everything. He goes, so does does he get those from help side or does he get those from on ball? And they were like, help side. He goes, okay. No. He's like, I get him on ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jared, and Jared, DPOY. So like, when Steven Adams is in the game, he gets him off ball. But now yeah. he's proven with 40 games plus missed by Steven Adams. He straps in on guard. Yeah, he straps in on guard. That's why he just got what, he just got the all-deserved defensive player of the year. I, I can't wait to listen to this, uh, yeah, this interview, interview later on. We have Those of you who don't know, we got TNT in the background. And, I literally yeah. told him, I was like, Jaron's going to be announced as DPOY in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was coming. And I think this is a feel-good thing because while we're on the to- topic of jaw. Devin Walker, the head of social media of the Memphis Grizzlies, was saying today, I would not be surprised if Josh showed up tomorrow, be bopping around, and absolutely fine. I know how depressing his post-game presser was. Yeah. But I think Jaron winning this award tonight will go a long way at that. Absolutely. Desmond Bain has to be massive Wednesday. Obviously, Jaron has to continue to stay out of foul trouble, which is a big thing. Oh, it's big. Because I'm not going to downgrade it now and act like it's over. Has to stay out of foul trouble Wednesday. And, yeah, Desmond Bain and Tyus Jones have to be a lot better. Honestly, with Ja, I just feel like he's really in his head right now. Yeah. I, I feel like as I don't understand really like what's going on because obviously I don't know him personally, but I just feel like he's really in his head. And yeah. I feel like we saw glimpses of what Ja can be in that game, like when he took over and probably had like 12 straight. I know he hit a few threes and then he had a, some crazy mid-range shots. Like he yeah. had that moment in the third quarter where you're like, okay, he's six for ten from the court. I think he went to seven for 11. I mean, he was feeling it. Mm. And then the next time you saw him, he rolled up on his hand. So it was just one of those things that I felt like he was very passive. And Mm -hmm. that's typically not him. Yeah. Typically, Jaws, very, very aggressive. Even some, to some extent, like (laughs) to the detriment. But like, he, 
he doesn't seem to be himself. And I feel like that's more in his head than it is anything like physically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but shout out to Jaron Jackson Jr., DPOI. Shout out. Well deserved. To Should be two, but we'll, I'll give up for last year. <laughs> there was another exciting game this weekend, too. That, that Saturday night matchup between the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors was an absolute firework show. It was so good to see, even though Golden State – San Francisco is just 87 miles from Sacramento. Let me they just say, the there was no home court advantage because the Kings fans showed up and showed out as everyone thought they would. Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox, as Kenny Beecham said on first take this morning, them Kentucky boys are different. Isn't Trey Lyles a Kentucky boy? Trey Lyles is a Kentucky boy. <laughs> Trey Lyles showed up oh and showed gosh. out too. He was burying threes. You remember when I was... I was trolling Trey Lyles the last time I saw him in person. <laughs> what Golden State struggles with in transition defense is those tra- like big man trailing threes. Jaron gets a ton of them against him, and obviously Trey Lyles got a ton of them in that game. De'Aaron Fox went for damn near 40. Uh, shout out to that kid courtside saying 40, 40 on your effing head to Steph Curry. It was hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, man, the but, Kings, do you think this is sustainable? But 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 they have four rings, Jack. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Count to four. I hate Clay Thompson. Um. Yes, this is sustainable. I literally told you in our playoff thing. I said the Kings will score. <laughs> like I said, 140, 126 is kind of light for them. But like this team's gonna score. Demarcus Sabonis ended the game with 12 points, two assists, on five of 17 from the field. That a that can't continue. They will need him eventually because you can't expect like you said, like we just said with Austin Reeves and Rihachimura, you cannot expect Trey Lyles to shoot six of eight from the field, four of six from three for 16 points, and even Malik Monk to an extent. I think Malik Monk can be 15 to 20 guy easy, but 32 is a lot. <laughs> 14 for 14 from the free throw line is a lot. And you've already said it to me numerous times. De'Aaron Fox is a 32% three-point shooter. You can't expect four for eight a lot. Like, DeMontis Sabonis is going to have to play a lot better. They It didn't affect them in this game, but he's going to have to play a lot better. But offensively-wise – I can see them averaging around 126 in the series. I think that that itself is sustainable. I think usually what how I predict series is how I predicted the Knicks and Cavs one is I look at closers. Obviously, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, they've been there a million times. But what cancels that out is when you have the clutchest player in the league right now in De'Aaron oh Fox. He's the ultimate closer right now. I don't think Malik Monk can get you as many. 32. Yeah, 32 every game in the Even series. Even if Sabonis gets 20, though. Like yeah. You can, you can handle him not getting 32. I do think this Golden State Warriors team is a bit reincarnated because of the return of Andrew Wiggins. He looked fantastic. I know really he missed good. that big-time shot at the end. He was one for eight from three. But, but he looked incredible defensively. It was so good to have him back, and Steve Kerr sung his praises. Also, having Gary Payton back healthy. I think this is a different team, and, and you and I talked about Golden State. When they give a home run effort, they are they can beat anybody, and I still think that is true. I, I'm i not weighing for my prediction. I still think it's a seven-game series in favor of Golden State. You and I feel differently about this. Kings in four now, dude. After <laughs> I saw this. Oh, when, I was, when you know it's different, when I'm watching Hulu like this on my phone, driving in a storm, I was like, oh, my God, De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> I was, dude, I was, I was on one. I shouldn't have done it. Don't do that, kids, when you, when yeah. you start driving. But I wanted to see this game so bad because, you know, nothing brings me more joy when the Grizzlies lose than to watch Draymond Green and them lose. Oh, nothing brings me more joy. And watching them literally pick on Klay Thompson. Oh, my gosh. They put Klay Thompson into every single pick and roll as humanly possible. Him and Jordan Poole were the biggest defensive liabilities that I never knew. (laughs) 
And it's amazing because what we've seen without Wiggs is Jordan Poole playing down the stretch when they need yeah. offense. They didn't need offense. They needed defense, and they still weren't able to get stops because Sacramento, I'm just going to be front, they were knocking down pretty much everything, everything they put up. <laughs> I will say this. Um, Golden State, it, it would be like them to split and win tonight. 90% of the bets being on Golden State makes me think otherwise. Oh, I, you know I don't bet, and but I, I really, bet on the Kings so bad. I really don't think if Sacramento wins tonight and goes back to San Francisco up 2 nothing, I don't think the series is over. It's over. I, no, I don't. In the words of Vince Carver. Do you know how good Golden State – I mean, they were the second best. I don't care. They were the second best home court advantage. I, I want to watch – like, do you know how much joy it would bring me to watch Golden State get swept? Do you know how much joy – and watching national know, media like, sit there and be like, well, Golden outside, State just got swept. Outside of what you want to watch, I'm being serious. No, like, this series is going to be a long one. Yeah. I mean, you saw – it was a dogfight. And, I mean, if Wiggins hits that three, we're talking about a very different ball game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not saying the Kings don't still come out on top, but – same with Curry. I mean, he had a good look. Yeah, there's. I don't, I don't know why he floated it. He had time to yeah, get no. a regular shot off. And also, you can't expect. I do think Clay it, Thompson and Poole not to be great. Like I wouldn't be were. surprised if Sacramento won tonight. One bit, and I think if they do, it's not over. I, yeah. I think it can go. I think Golden State can win two at home. What's going to have to happen is Golden State's going to have to either win five or seven away from the crib. They have to win. Look, yeah. I think they there was a stat, and I'm going to butcher it, but at the end of the day, I heard a stat where they were like Golden State. In every series that they've won in the playoffs recently, they stole one on the road. Right. They have to do that. I mean, yes. like, it's it's not even one of those things up for debate. You only get three games at home. Literally. So, even if you win all three games at home, you have to win four to win the series. They have to steal one on the road. Tonight's probably going to be the best night to do it. Because um, I feel like if you let this series get 2-0 and then you let Sacramento get more confidence, I feel like this team is the team you don't want confidence to be building I really up. feel like Saturday night was a perfect storm, too. It was a first game in, yeah. like, oh, that, 17 that years. Yeah. Rock, rock now out. you get a Monday night, it's still going to be loud as hell there. But yeah. you know what you're walking into. Golden State was not – they didn't waver at all even Saturday night. No, but now, they're not like, scared. I do agree with you. I think now is the time because – this is the least amount of pressure you're going to have in a away game to win. If you could steal it tonight, it'd go a long way for Golden State. Five and seven, you're walking in there and you're heavy. It's a hornet's nest. You're a defending world champion. You could get eliminated if you don't win in five or seven. Like, yeah. And you're also playing, like, you're starting five. The three guys that have been to eight championships are all in their 30s. Exactly. You got one dude who's had two leg injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we know what uh, game five clay is, or is it game six? Was it five game six? six. It was game, game six. six. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that's at home. So that we know what's going to happen if it gets to a game <laughs> six. Yeah. Uh, but Clay's gonna I just crazy. don't expect, I mean, I guess 38 is kind of nice for clay and Jordan Poole to be combined, but they played way better regular season wise. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do foresee DiVincenzo kind of getting pulled for Wiggins in that starting five, probably this game. We'll mm-hmm. see though. But I thought Wiggins, even despite a one for eight from three, Right. He he played well. Like, yeah. He played really well. And I think Gary Payton's huge for them. Um, he played just about the same minutes as Jordan Poole. Um, only two minute difference. I was obviously this dude didn't like impact crazy, but I was kind of shocked Kaminga didn't get a lot of run. Because defensively I feel like Kaminga's athletic enough to hang with the De'Aaron Fox from Malik Monk. I agree. Um and I was kinda shocked not to see that, but I'm not gonna question Steve Kerr. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know good and well I'll I'll say something and then miraculously it'll be Grizzlies Warriors and then it's gonna come back to bite me in the butt. So I won't say nothing <laughs> negative about Steve Kerr. But shout out Mike Brown. Shout out to these Kings. I was super excited. But I Demontis Abonis has to show me more. That right. is Demontis Abonis has to show me more. Like I'm not asking for you to be out there dropping thirty. 
I'm yeah. not. I'm not asking for a thirty point triple double. You have to score more than twelve. Yeah, like exactly. that's not even up for debate. You were an all star, potentially all NBA. I'm not going to say he is all NBA, but twelve on five of seventeen is garbage. Yeah, absolutely. But you even mentioned that in our playoff preview. You said he sh- he's shrunk in playoffs before. Yeah. I think his averages were like nine points a game. Yeah, nine points a game for, I believe, in five games with the Pacers. So, I, I mean. Credit Kevon Looney and Draymond, yeah. especially Draymond for and, suplexing and, and sitting on him. Draymond's a former defensive player of the year. He, he's going to have his hands full. But in a night like when Malik Monk can't give you 30, DeMontis Sponis is going to have to be there. Yeah, or at least get more assists. Like Exactly. 12 and 2 is bad for mm-hmm. you. For you. Because yeah. you've been averaging like 20-something and like almost – Eight, I feel like, is what he's been averaging. So you have to, if you're not scoring well, set up other people. That's all I'm asking. Exactly. That's all I'm asking. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now. Get us to 100 likes. I do want to shout out my boy Tyron Hoops in chat. He is in my DMs pretty much every day. Shout out to Tyron. Tyron. Um, I do want to move to, I hate that we have to talk about this because it's more injury news and Uh you can't talk about the Heat Bucks without talking about injuries. Giannis Antetokounmpo, a similar fall. To John Morant, who I, I've been seeing the talk of the town. I was changing this rule because, in, in Jaw's yeah. case, he's going up. You have a seven foot one guy taking a charge on a one hundred and seventy pound six foot three guy. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Causes injury. It caused another one here in Giannis's case. Yeah, the charges yeah. are are not the it's safest <laughs> rule in the NBA. But Giannis tried to come back with that back. Could not return. We know he's one of the toughest players in the NBA, so it really had to hurt. Yeah. Also, Tyler Hero diving for a ball. No rule to be talked about there. He just he just broke his hand. He's out four to six weeks. Did you see the video, though, on like him holding his hand in the corner and then he still shot a three? Did, have you seen that video? Mm-mm. Dude, I watched it like on repeat. I tried to slow it down. It looks like he drains it. <laughs> he misses because Bam Adebayo quickly gets the offensive rebound and puts it back in. But, like, I watched it on repeat probably, like, seven or eight times in a row. I'm like, he made that. Right. Like, why, why are we putting it back up and in? And I could not see where he missed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he missed it. But, yeah, Tyler Hero's done for the playoffs, even if they made it out of the series, which I'm not putting much stock into a 23-point victory, I'll be honest. You and I banged on Bam Adebayo. He showed up. He played. He showed up. Wow, I guess – Brooke Lopez really shouldn't have been in that defensive player of the year finals. I'm still going to rack him even because he was in the finals. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Jaron got the defensive player of the year, so I'm happy. It's but over. It's over. I mean, Chris Middleton, hard. you and I had questions about him. He showed up. He, he needed to have 33 points, and he did. Still, yeah, obviously, wasn't enough anywhere close to a win. But uh, Chris said after the game, they had a guy go down, and they continued to compete and play yeah. well. Same mindset we try to have. It sucks when our guys go down and can't return, but we still have a job to do out there. I will say this, the Milwaukee Bucks thing, keep talking about, like, next man up mentality. Maybe for Max Struess replacing Tyler Hero, you can say that, but you're not replacing Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm sick of hearing the next man up. I mean, this is your best player that you're going to try to replace. Have you heard any news about him returning? Because I haven't. About Giannis? Yeah. I've heard that he's. It's a back contusion. I've heard he's more probable than Jot. Yeah. I'll say that much. It's a bruise on his back is what it is. I think he did a hard fall. He landed on his back pretty hard. I mean, that can be a really scary injury. Lower back bruise. He can come um, back from it. But I'm pulling up the Miami Heat stat from, like the Miami Heat's team stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to just mention two numbers. 59.5% 59.5% and 60%. That's what they shot. Incredible. 59.5% from the field and 60% from three. This team all year long 
has not shot that. I, I, I'm not, I'm going to go out on a limb before I even see the numbers. Yeah. yeah as sure. a team, they shot 46% from the field and 34 from three as a team. Right. Same thing I thought with the Lakers. I thought they played a perfect game. I think that he played a perfect game. Like, I mean, this is – you can't ask for better than 60% from three and 59.5 on the court. Right. Like, you can't ask for better than that. Mm-mm. I think Giannis comes back, and I think they're going to play really well. Giannis only played 11 minutes in this game. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost. I just mentioned to you why they lost, because Miami shot the lights out of the ball. Um, I'm not wavering on Milwaukee. I still I, – I even told you when we were doing the thing, and I was like, I feel like that's too many sweeps. <laughs> I don't remember how he uh, ended up doing it, but I was like, I can see a Miami taking a game. I can see a, a Brooklyn Nets taking a game, which they they were on their way to in that beginning of that 76ers game, but they obviously pulled it yeah, out. But like, this was the perfect game for the Heat. It was. It was, and they had been playing all week. There's something to be said about a one seed sitting around – all week and yeah, waiting and then the Miami Heat playing two games, still in a rhythm, going yeah. and winning. Um, obviously the Denver Nuggets did not replicate it that they were ready to go against the Minnesota Timberwolves and blew them out. But another series I want to talk about, man, we can't talk about last weekend and not bring up the Cavs Knicks game. It was everything we expected and more. What we didn't expect is JB Bickerstaff just try to guard Jalen Brunson one on one with Chetty Osman. And Jalen Jalen Brunson bust that ass. He showed up. And you and I said <laughs> what did I tell you? big performances he had in Dallas, multiple forty point games plus games last year when Luca was out. He showed up in this one. Big time. Yeah, I, I told Jack when we got to see each other Sunday to watch the Grizz game, I said, dude, we got to come up with a playoff name nickname for Jalen Brunson because that man is different and Crazy. Like, playoff peas for Paul George. Y'all, y'all put in the chat what y'all think Jalen Brunson's nickname should yes, be in playoff please. mode. Because when he gets in playoff mode, get out of the way. Also, all right, I, you know I love J.B. Bickerstaff. Mm-hmm. Why in the mug? Are you playing Ricky Rubio, Dean Wade, and Chetty Osmond in the same minutes? Yeah, I'm all I'm sense. all for the culture. I'm I'm for the culture. While we're but that is a defensive nightmare. While we're on the topic of coaches, I saw Kenny Beecham tweet out, "Is this Tom Thibodeau coaching? He ran a ten man lineup in the playoffs. <laughs> Crazy. You and I talked about Saturday. Is it going to yeah. be a six, seven, eight man yeah, lineup? We yeah. were trying to figure out who's going to play and who won't. He gave Obi Toppin some minutes. Quentin Grimes got some minutes. Ten deep for Tom Thibodeau in the playoffs is Wild. unheard of. I guess probably Julius Randle coming fresh off the injury had something to do about that. Julius Randle looks like he was ready to go. Jalen Brunson obviously was a guy." Josh Hart is a trade guy. deadline piece that you yeah. and I talked about. It flew under the radar. You and I loved it because you and I, I love Josh, Josh Hart. <laughs> and he performed. Yeah. He went crazy, bro. Ten rebounds. Like, could you imagine Josh Hart? Like, we wouldn't be worried about rebounds in this series against the Lakers if no. Josh Hart was playing for the Grizzlies. 17 points and 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds in 33 minutes. Obviously hit the biggest shot of the night, a three-pointer with a minute and a half left, giving the Knicks a 95 to 93 lead. Um yeah, Josh Hart has earned the trust of Tom Thibodeau in just 30 games that he's been there. His former collegiate teammate, Jalen Brunson. I mean, them two in the backcourt. You can see the chemistry that they had at Villanova. It's yeah. insane. Can I pose you a question? Go ahead. Obviously, we're not changing our predictions on series after one game. Jack and I typically don't do that. Gotta stand but, uh, by. But uh, is it time for Josh Hart to start over R.J. Barrett? Obviously, that's a big decision to make in the playoff series, especially after you just won a game. But R.J. Barrett, to me, is no longer even – I'm not even putting him in consideration to be a decent starting player. 
Like he I, to me is a role player off the bench at this point. I was listening on first take this morning because Stephen A. and Kenny were talking about this because basically Kenny said Darius Garland and um, Evan Mobley their nerves showed in this one and they did not play well. He goes, if I think any one of those two go along with Donovan Mitchell, they win this game and win this series. Stephen A. came right back with R.J. Barrett. Did not play well. Quickly. Julius Randle, yeah. IQ. I mean, they all weren't like what they had the potential to be. Yeah. yeah, and I really think it's a flip a coin series, just like you said. Yeah. Who shows up when both teams are at their peaks? Which team is better? Yeah. And R.J. Barrett, I'm all for Josh Hart starting. I think he has a talent too. I think it goes back to Tyler Hero situation in Miami. We know Tyler Hero was better off than, the bench. Yeah, off yeah. the bench. They wanted he wants that spark, and Thibodeau has. And Josh Hart, I mean, you can't deny eight for eleven off the bench. And I also, we also have argued this quite a bit, like with uh, injuries with the Grizzlies over the years. And it's one of those things where everybody's like, "Why, why don't you start Brandon Clark when he's clearly better than Xavier Tillman?" And it's like because that impact off the bench, that Energizer Bunny off the bench, means so much more. Exactly. Like, and then you go, and it's also one of those things that it doesn't matter if you start. If you only play twelve minutes and the guy on the bench plays thirty minutes, you can tell who the the guy is. Exactly. Like, and so. To that point, I mean, R.J. Barrett only – I mean, he played 31 minutes and Josh Hart played 33. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just two for 12, one for five from the court, minus 13. I mean, he impacted the game defensively with four steals and he had six assists and four rebounds. So, like, he, he filled up the stat sheet. But R.J. Barrett, to me, has just gotten to the point where his shot is so I, unpredictable. I'm there with you. He hasn't been good. I just don't think he's been horrible enough to, like – To bench him in the playoffs. Yeah, I know, and, and I And then that. your spark off the bench is, like, not there Not there anymore. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I get that. And but. another thing about Josh Hart, the fact he did all of this after turning his ankle, too, oh, was amazing. He came and hit that three after turning yes, his ankle. Yes, exactly. He hit that big-time three after doing it. And Tom Thibodeau, he had said after the game, that's what I love about him. When I say playmaker, I'm not talking about the traditional sense, like a no, passing playmaker. He's just the guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to provide that. If you need a big rebound, he'll provide that. Need to yeah, stop defensively. He Him rebounding. He had five offensive rebounds. And he, how big is he? Yeah. How big is he? Is he six five? Another thing. Six Tom, four. Tom six Thibodeau's, four had five offensive rebounds. I just want to put that out. Yeah. There. And Tom Since Thibodeau that. said, "There's no agenda other than winning." Yeah. With him. That's he all he cares about. Yes. I've. I mean, I was on every single like off season talk we had about who do you want for the Grizzlies. I Josh Hart was never not mentioned because he is literally like the perfect guy to come off your bench and just play a role. Who did he get traded for in New Orleans? Because he was at New Orleans, got traded to Portland. I can't remember who they sent up there. Uh, he might have been a part of the CJ trade. I think so. It, uh, yeah. Josh Hart, Port, Portland yeah. trade. Yeah, it was it's CJ. It was CJ next. trade. Yeah. So... <laughs> He's one of those guys that, like, the team, no matter what team, he can start on all 30 of them. Yeah, no. I, And it's also, like, he just fills a role, and I'm sorry. There's just so many guys in this league that don't comprehend that comprehend that statement. Yeah. It's so much bigger than just, like, getting your shots up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that, okay, the offensive play is coming to me. I'm wide open in the quarter. Shoot. Mm-hmm. It's not a, oh, I'm going to dribble down the court, take two steps with 19 seconds on the shot clock, bang a three. And yeah. you know who I'm referring to there, but I won't I say his name. Are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Josh Hart's just so – he's just like the perfect prototypical <laughs> role player. The fact you walk out of the arena with like a slam T-shirt with a picture of Jalen Brunson on it was hard as hell. Too. Was it really? Yeah. But could you imagine if they had traded uh, R.J. Barrett to get Donovan Mitchell? Could you imagine what this team is? Yeah, be wild, wouldn't it? Yeah. Honestly, be Would have like... made the best offensive offseason move. Mm-hmm. 
I think they would be in a conversation with Milwaukee and Boston. They would be. So you and I, we, we have Boston coming out of the East. A lot of people have Milwaukee um, before the Giannis injury. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take a victory lap. We're through game one of round one. But Giannis, even though it's a lower back bruise, the fact that it happens the first game in the playoffs, the fact that Chris Middleton has missed extended time this year, Drew Holiday has as well. It's scary. We know NBA Finals, to win it, it takes a little bit of luck, right? Everything has to go right. Yeah, and obviously the Grizzlies haven't had that, and the Bucs, it's been a tough run. And Miami, I mean... It's just sad that I don't think it's going to be decided by it because I think Boston was good enough to beat them head to head. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's we picked sad. them head to head. We yeah. literally said no injuries involved, but yeah, it's just I hate seeing injuries at all, let alone mm. to and we can even include Anthony Davis in there. That's four guys that are like two or the number one option on their team. What's up? I'm just looking because I'm about to transition into the Denver and Minnesota series because I know I don't know if you fell asleep. I fell asleep because I was exhausted. I, I didn't even turn it on. Yeah, I watched if the they first were quarter. In my backyard, I wouldn't watch it. I watched the first quarter and I was like, "All right, so the Nuggets won by like 30 points, right? Yeah, they killed them. So I'm like, Nikola Jokic had to play big, and of course, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I've said that Rudy Gobert. Oh, this is this is what I was laughing at. Nikola Jokic had 13 points, 14 rebounds, and six assists before fouling out. Yeah, he fouled in out the in fourth. Like 20, I had no idea. Minutes. And they still bust their ass. Yeah, dude, the Timberwolves were garbage. <laughs> yeah. Also, last thing on the Jamal Murray showed up. Last thing on the Cavs, Knicks, before yeah, right. he transitioned fully. Yeah, let's do it. You mentioned Darius Garland playing in his first game. He had one assist, Jack. Mm-hmm. One, one total. Five turnovers. Mm. So, that's that's not Darius Garland. Darius Garland for the season averaged almost eight assists. Mm-hmm. So, like, exactly what Kenny Beecham said. I'm not wavering on the Cavs because of one bad game. I think they still win if Darius Garland and MLB even play remotely close to what they played in the regular season. If he has two more assists, they win the game. All right. Simple exactly. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's still well below his average. Exactly right. Exactly But, yeah, right. I did, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did not watch a single minute. Of Denver, uh, all right, that's a lie. I watched the final like twenty seconds in the first half, and then I watched the clip of Kyle Anderson trying to fight somebody else. What the hell is happening with Kyle Anderson? <laughs> did he turn into a UFC? Boxer? Kyle, Kyle turned into a menace. What is happening? Kyle no never idea. got in a fight in Memphis. What is happening? And that's Memphis, bro. Minnesota. Like Memphis is scarier than Minnesota, bro. Whenever your teammates Rudy Gobert just bring some wild shit out. I of mean, you. we in Minnesota now. We in Minnesota now. <laughs> Still the dumbest thing. Yikes. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just dropped in chat. Y'all make sure to drop some topics. We're going to talk about your favorite team, your favorite player. This part on the pod, we talk about what you want to talk about. You got anything, Coop? Yeah. Go ahead. Did you see the news come out of the NFL today? Jalen Hurts got that bag, eh? He got, he got a bag. Jalen like, Hurts got that bag, eh? Shout out to him. Uh, I hate to break it to him. He will be the highest paid quarterback for all of like probably two weeks. Absolutely. Because the Lamar deal still got to go down. The Josh Allen deal is still coming. The Joe Burrow is coming soon. Justin Herbert is still coming soon. And then you got guys like Dak Prescott who are up for an extension. And I, I say all these guys for one reason. As a Cowboys fan, if you're going to extend Dak Prescott, please don't wait till all four of those guys become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Did you mention – like the part where how the hell are they going to pay AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Well, they already paid AJ Brown. AJ I know, there for but I'm talking about like after this year, they're not going to be able to keep both of them. What's also I, for Philly? I Jalen Hurts is gonna it's going to start into the Patrick Mahomes stratosphere. Pat Mahomes struggled whenever they couldn't 
Whenever he signed that $500 million yeah. contract, he didn't have all that talent around him. He even, he's the greatest quarterback in the league, in my opinion. He struggled right off the bat because they yeah. didn't have as much talent on the front line. And now, how does Jalen Hurts respond? We know he's great, but is he great enough to elevate lesser players around him? Well, I think he is. Uh, your favorite co-host of mine, John Roser, today said a stat that I did not know. Say he it. was in the bottom five of the league against zone defense. Lord. And, I mean, if if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm going to be like, all right, yeah, I get we play man a lot, but uh, we're playing zone today. Right. <laughs> like, and especially after he just lost his offensive coordinator to the Colts, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you're like, that's a lot to that's a lot of, to bank on. Now, I love Jalen Hurts. You, you know how much I love Jalen Hurts. I've said story after story of how much I love Jalen Hurts. And to be completely honest, he was the best player in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He had the one bad uh, fumble that went for a touchdown arguably costing the game but he outplayed Patrick Mahomes tremendously I mean he was he was phenomenal in that game but is that enough to like guarantee him the highest contract and we know Miles Sanders is gone too yeah they Kenneth Gainwell is your starting running back I mean yeah AJ Brown's there for I think three or four more years yeah um but it's one of those things that your offensive line is pretty old you have to take yeah, Fletcher Cox, Kelsey. Brandon Graham, they're not getting any younger. Exactly. Darius Slay. I mean, yep. all these guys, you start chipping away at the age and the it's gonna have money to factor. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to draft extremely well, which, I mean, I think the Eagles, for the most part, they draft pretty decent. They do. But you're going to have to draft your butt off. And, yeah. I mean, granted, it helps when the Saints suck and you get the 10th overall pick. <laughs> it helps. But, like, uh it's just a lot to guarantee a quarterback. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now. Let's go into chat and see what they are saying, Coop. Uh, five is what they should be saying. <laughs> Liam said, anyways, do you guys think that the Sixers can win the championship? How do you feel about this one? You and I you and I talked about because I saw another uh, DR asked in here who, who you got one in the chip. I'm still, you and I were just talking about this, we're still on Boston. Sixers now with the Bucks a little bit banged up. We know it's just a, a bruise for Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think the Sixers are going to be right there for the taking. It comes down to the 2-3 matchup. If the Sixers can beat Boston, they can win the championship. Can they beat Boston in the second round? James Harden showed some weaknesses. He showed some weaknesses in that game. I mean, he did bang of like, that run before uh, half where he was – Step back three, step back three, step back. I, I know, but like, him, oh try- him trying to get by some of these guys was. Oh no, he's he's lost a step. They're but- obviously great enough. I mean, the game just tipped off with them and the Nets. They're obviously great enough to be they should run be the by the Nets. Yeah. I'm just talking about in the vision of can they beat Boston? They can't beat Boston. Yeah, I, I, and that's that's coming from a guy that I have been on the Sixers all year. I I like them a lot. Joel Embiid is going to win MVP in the next couple of days. Um and it's well-deserved. James Harden has played extremely well, but it's just one of those things that you're going to have to – the guys, Tobias Harris, Maxi, Melton even, and I say that D'Anthony because Melton's not good in the playoffs. One of seven from three. And two I of believe nine from the four. Two of nine from the field. D'Anthony Melton, that's the reason the Grizzlies got rid of him. He could not show up in the playoffs. Yeah. He's going to need to. And you're still banking on George Niang. And, I and hate, George Niang should not be in the NBA. And I hate to say this, like with James Harden and Joel Embiid, um, like – the, like the way their ages are right now, this is they built the best possible roster around here. I agree. This is their best opportunity, but it comes when the East is loaded at an all-time high, exactly. and that's the unfortunate part because I don't see this is their absolute ceiling, and I don't know if if they you can, put that team in the West, I'd 
book them. Yeah, exactly. I'd book them for the yeah, PJ Tuck, they're just deep as hell, but yeah. at the same time, they're not good enough to beat the two best teams in the yeah. East, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll be wrong. Um, and Doc Rivers being a playoff coach doesn't also make me feel great. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't it's get any 3 1 leads. It's not, it's not Blake's fault. <laughs> B ball uh, 305 said the Nuggets have the best offense in the playoffs. Cap. Does, your, does your, like, you, has your opinion too. changed? I know it is just game no. one. It hasn't changed. I also don't think either. the Timberwolves were good. That's why I wanted to play them. <laughs> like, what's the percent chance that the Nuggets get to the conference finals? Everyone's writing them off. They would have to play either Phoenix or the Clippers next. I think that's where they get bounced in the second round. Percentage? I'll, I'll I say go, I'll go thirty-five. I'll say forty. Like we, you can. There's. We we've already talked about how playoffs are a big like everything has to fall your way like the ball just has to bounce your way exactly and I mean it could but Jokic fouling out is kind of wild exactly um and I I'm, I'm gonna be honest I didn't watch this game so I'm about to box score watch I know I complain about national media box score watching but I I gotta do it real quick for y'all um because I gotta see who stepped when up. you're looking at it I'll answer uh, Jaxie's question real quick he asked what would the Blazers do this off season um you and I Hopefully were talking about this game. off. Air because we're listening to our friends at Through the Wire who do a great job over there, and they were having this conversation about Damian Lillard. I think the thing that separates a Damian Lillard conversation this summer is that I do think it's best for both parties for Dame to be traded from the Portland Trail Blazers. The reason I say that, for a team perspective, Dame's like his value's never gonna be higher. He's yeah. coming off a career best season, and his age. Like, next season, no matter what he does, his value is not going to be higher than right now. He has, a, like, a ridiculous contract, but he's coming off a career-best season. You could get an absolute haul, and at the same time, if you get a high lottery draft pick, you could pair somebody with Shade and Sharp and all the other young pieces you have. I think they should trade Dame Jaxie to answer your question. Go ahead. No, absolutely. And I'm looking at this box score, and, I mean, nothing really pops off the page. Jamal Murray had to take 22 shots to get 24 points. Yeah. Um, it honestly just looks like the Timberwolves just couldn't get the lid off the basket, mm-hmm. shooting 37% from the field and 30 from three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not scared of the Nuggets. Right. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be honest, as a Grizzly, Laker, Kings, or Warriors fan, if I get to the conference finals and it's the Nuggets across the court, I'm licking my chops. Hey, I'm looking at chat right now. Your girlfriend, Leah Jackson, is there. He said She said, I'm taking Cooper to the gym after this. Should we do arms or legs, Coop? We're doing arms. I already told her we're doing biceps. I don't know. Why. I don't know, Leah. I think you should do legs. We did legs literally the last time <laughs> I went to the gym. I'm not doing legs again. I'll do arms and maybe some abs trying to work off this uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich I had. Uh, I'm seeing another Hampton in Chash. I'll see you, Hampton. Um, what did you do today? Uh, did you went, go to the gym this morning? Yeah, I went to the gym. I did. Uh, did you work out? By the way, I saw our boy Martavius's new car. His BMW is nice. nice. The drop top. It's Dude, like a tell blue tell him, ask him when I can pull up to go shoot some hoops. Oh, shit. I need to ask him. What did we hit this morning? I think we hit back and buys. Back and buys. All right, so give me your workout. Because right. I literally told her I wanted to do buys, and I didn't remember what you pair buys with. Yeah, but she's so ridiculous. We're not doing legs again. She complained for three whole days after we did legs. And I didn't even give them that hard. <laughs> I didn't, you I didn't, we're talking about I that. I didn't put them through <laughs> the four sets of those lunges like you did. Yeah. I put them through three. And then I let them do calf raises only three times. I was like, no. We need to get a group here. workout like on a weekend or something. Because I know we they're, do. Not, they're not getting up at 6 a.m. No, they're, hell, I don't get up at 6 a.m. <laughs> you, you did also, that one time. It's also I was hard proud for of you. Me. It's also hard for me to like be living 30 minutes away to get up so early 
and then come work out and then drive back home just to come into work. Like, it's just too much for me right now living so far away. But who knows? Maybe once we get at the crib, we're going to get yeah, you once right. Once we get at the crib, we'll, we'll get some. Leah, we're going to get him shredded at the Maybe crib. Maybe go work out with Ben. Well, and the thing is that you and I are going to be roommates next month, like starting next month to the know, next we're year. we're less than a month away. And what I love about you is I'm not going to have to worry about you stealing my food because you're not going to you're going to hate everything I keep in the house. Dude, but the other good thing about it is we're both gluten free, so like valid. I won't have to worry valid. about some things. It's like valid. we won't have like you ain't coming to our house to get bread. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to decide if I want to put like the sub and sound system in the living room or like the bedroom. Because I feel like if we have people over, I want to like we're never gonna like have some like banger of a party, but we're gonna be yeah. hosting some. We'll stuff. host some like Saturdays for the football. Yeah, I exactly. told them we're gonna have like seven con- <laughs> seven TVs set up. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> We need to run like, by Costco because that's where uh, a seventy inch. Oh yeah, my god! Dude, Could you imagine? Amazing. Yeah. Could you imagine watching Ole Miss football on that? You Dallas imagine? Cowboys winning the Super Bowl on that? Bumping some Six Lack and some Khalil. Speaking of, have you finished that Six Lack album? Yes, I know I it's taking you like a year and a half. <laughs> I just had to digest it, man. It's good. I had to digest it's, it. It's definitely like the perfect spring album. Yeah, I like, love it. It's so chill. I'm looking forward to. Did you listen to Drake's new song? It was average. Uh, What's the song called? I've, I've listened to it. Uh, it was like Search and Rescue. Search and Rescue. Yeah. yeah, it was. I thought it, it was, was fine, average, but it went on a little too long. Yeah, I was, was like, why did? It, why is this a five and a half minutes old? It's a little average. I just hope it's like a tease of an album because if yeah. Drake drops a summer like album like in May or June, do you see all the? You know, it's gonna be vibes. Did you see all the trouble with Drake's in? What's going on with did Drizzy? You see that? What's going on with Drizzy? Like, obviously, I don't want to get into all of it because I don't know much. I just saw that he's like in on like X. Uh, he's like a part of that murder investigation now with ex attention or whatever uh oh i've been seeing it yeah because i think that's been rumored for a long time oh, okay i don't know like you know me enough to know that i, yeah, yeah. I rarely pay attention to any human being outside of see what the sports. news headlines is uh, but i'm pretty sure he was like involved or something is what they're seeing a fake drake in the weekend song went viral that's hilarious oh, of course it did yeah that's like the biggest news of him. Like, that's crazy. This AI shit's going crazy. Maybe it's old news. You know my Twitter be popping up somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're like, all there. Dude, what is with Instagram Our like Twitter's giving me four-day-old stuff? I'm like, Yeah, I'm sick of that. It used to be like a cutoff at two yeah. days, but now it's just like, out of control. The first thing on my feed will be somebody from four days ago, and I'll sit there and like it. I'm like, well, dang. Now they I think I'm a stalker. <laughs> they really think I hit the and profile. So I, saw, I, I literally don't like anybody's stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. Like, You're just scrolling with your thumbs away from the phone, not liking shit. All right. I just, yeah. I just I just don't like anything anymore because I'm like, dude, they're gonna think I'm weird if I start liking stuff after it's been four days. Like, I'm not coming to stalk your page. I just, yeah, I just get on Instagram for five whole minutes just to see what's up. Like, I, the only reason I keep social media is to keep up with people. Right. Like, that's the only reason because I don't see all these people anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just see what's going on in their lives, and then I'm like, bro, I'm liking a picture from four days ago. This girl's gonna think I'm stalking her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Instagram wild for it. I need to text Alex about this weekend because our buddy Alex he gets done with school and hopefully him and I can go downtown together pray for us by the way oh god we're not gonna do anything wild I think he, Alex is the one that's gonna need help oh I'll be okay I think Alex will be alright I haven't been downtown since the last time I was with him and I told you like I, I turned to him at like 12.30 I'm like bro I, I'm sliding you're I'm the only man. one here. I've been I typically go to bed at 8.30 <laughs> he goes I said do you wanna leave nah it's like you're the only one here I don't care I love you Alex shout out to Alex though man uh, anything else in chat you want to answer real quick? Uh, Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be coming with a uh, NBA draft special sometime soon. Absolutely. We're, we're going to work out the kinks. I got to figure out what my work schedule looks like next week. But yeah, I just, I'll just show you this because I was working on it at the, the Starbucks. 
cool. These are just uh, team needs. We got the I've only done QBs on the positional rankings, but let's go. Got the I've got this whole thing set up, and I'm gonna get Alex in on it so he can help me with the positional rankings here soon. But let's do it. Um, those of you that missed the first hour and ten minutes of the stream, we covered pretty much every series. Uh, so obviously this is gonna be here for forever time. You wanna know any of our thoughts on any of these game ones? Make sure to catch it later and leave a like on stream, please. We're gonna be here. As all these Game 2s happen, the next Hampton Sports Podcast, which is what you're watching right now, will be Thursday at 5.30. Grizzlies fans, Wednesday at 5.30, leading up to Game 2 of Grizzlies-Lakers. Grizz Talk will be live on YouTube. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I am going to... Because I was thinking, like, the stream keeps ending early. I don't know what's been going on with it, but... Yeah, the Indians been cutting off, but it is what it oh, is. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it has been. Also, they don't hear me say all the wild stuff I say at the end. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's okay. I means we that's that's why our videos keep staying up. They don't hear all of the nonsense. I oh the yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we're not. That's why we're not shadow banned yet. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. I think we typically always just say "Go Grizz" as many times as we can. So I mean, it's not like it's. I think that's off much. exactly what happens, bro. Or I say go Rebs. Like, don't let the Rebs get hot in baseball. I'm trying to speak it into existence because they're the worst baseball team I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm contemplating emailing Coach Bianca and saying, hey, I'll come pitch for you. You're going to go pitch? I mean, I saw that arm you had the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was throwing it 10 feet over your head. Is what it but is. I caught it, didn't I? You know I got the mops. Grizzlies in how many? Grizz in five. That's where we're going to end the pod. All right. Grizz in five. Say less. See y'all on Wednesday and Thursday. Thank you guys.